0: and gentlemen, in your lifetime and in my lifetime, we have gone all the way in the culture from Madonna singing Papa Don't Preach into the churches and the churches are saying preachers don't preach. The time will come when they will have itching ears and they will turn their ears from the truth and shall be turned unto fables myths. But Paul gives a word concerning apostasy, and with a note of urgency, he says to the young preacher, Preach the Word! That's what God wants the preacher to do in this day. 1 Peter chapter 1 and verse 12. Unto whom it was revealed, that not unto themselves, but unto us, They did minister the things which are now reported unto you by them that have preached the gospel unto you with the Holy Ghost sent down from heaven. Which things the angels desire to look into? Which things the angels Desire to look into. I want to bring a message tonight on this subject, Calvary through the eyes of angels. The scriptures confirm angels. They have been mentioned 108 times in the Old Testament. And there is a reference to angels 165 times in the New Testament. Jesus spoke of angels in Matthew 18 and verse 10. Take heed that you despise not one of these little ones. For I say unto you that in heaven their angels do always behold the face of the Father which is in heaven. Now that verse takes care of the abortion crowd. Let me read it again. Take heed that you despise... Not one of these little ones, for I say unto you that in heaven their angels do always behold the face of the Father which is in heaven. Now angels were present at creation, for by him were all things made. While the angels were created as servants for God, you and I, through the cleansing blood of Jesus Christ, have become the converted sons and daughters of God. Angels are invisible, but they are always present. There are angels in this assembly tonight. They are always present, though they be invisible. Now as we study the scriptures, we understand that the angels had a great assignment. Their first assignment was very simply to praise the name that is above every name. Revelations 5, verses 11 and 12, And I beheld, and I heard the voice of many angels round about the throne and the beast and the elders. And the number of them was ten thousand times ten thousand and thousands upon thousands. Pretty good crowd of angels crying with a loud voice, Worthy is the Lamb that was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing. And I stopped to consider that there was a day the angels were assigned to praise the name that is above every name. Keep in mind that the angels have never been saved. They have never been converted. And I thought if the angels in heaven who have never been converted and known the free pardon of sin through the cleansing blood of Jesus Christ, if the angels in heaven tonight are praising the name that is above every name, how much more the converted sons and daughters of God should be praising the name that is above every name. And they are on assignment to praise His name. But not only that, they are on assignment to protect His holiness. Now Washington has forgot that He is holy. Hollywood has forgotten that He is holy. America in generalities have forgotten tonight, they have forgotten that He is holy, that He is the Holy One of all Israel. And even though many make blasphemy of his name, the Bible still teaches us tonight that someday every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess this same Jesus. Not the Hollywood Jesus, not the cowboy Jesus, but this same Jesus is Lord of all. The angels are on assignment to protect his holiness. And that scripture references Genesis 3, verses 23 and 24. But not only were the angels on assignment to the Savior, the angels are on assignment tonight to the saints as well. Not only do they have an assignment to the Savior, but they have an assignment to the saints as well. Their first assignment to us is to deliver us in our days of danger. Now, when I was in evangelism for almost 13 years, my worrying mom, we had a ritual, and every time I would leave for a revival meeting, my mom would always quiz me, Where are you going? How far is it? Do you have plenty of gas? Do you have your flashlight? And the ultimate question was always this Do you have your gun? Somebody asked me one night, they said, Pastor, you mean you you carry a gun when you travel? I said, yes, sir, that's just in case my guardian angel's on coffee break when I need him the most. But I'm glad tonight and every day that I live, there are angels on assignment to deliver us in our days of danger. I've never driven one interstate mile alone. I've never checked into a hotel alone. I've never sung one song alone. I have never stood to preach one gospel message alone because tonight and every day and night that I live, there are angels on assignment to deliver me in my days of danger. And not only that, the angels are also on assignment to defend us in death. Luke 16 in verse 22, And it came to pass that the beggar died and was carried by the angels into Abraham's bosom. The rich man also died and was buried. Now I'm going to share something with you tonight. You and I understand that the devil and the forces of hell would destroy each of us tonight if they could. Somebody asked me one time, said, why Why don't these liberal, modernistic churches, why don't they ever have any problems? And why don't they ever experience any morality problems where they're preachers? Well, the devil doesn't bother dead ducks. Amen? The devil would destroy you and me tonight if he could. I am no friend of his. He is no friend of mine. And the forces of hell would seek to destroy my life tonight. Now, if the devil would not endeavor to destroy us in life, can you not perceive that he would endeavor to destroy us in death? When that soul escapes this temporal vessel of clay and flies to worlds unknown, can you not imagine that the demons of hell would grasp that soul and destroy that soul even in eternity if they could? I believe that's the reason that when that beggar died, there was a holy God somewhere in heaven that summoned the angels to carry that soul safely into Father Abraham's bosom. I like to see that obituary with the pallbearers listed as the angels of heaven. But there was a day that the angels had to step aside to allow the will of God the Father to be accomplished in the life of His darling Son, Jesus. The things the angels desire to look into. First of all, tonight they sensed His sorrow in the garden. Let me say it again. They sensed His sorrow in the garden. And the Bible teaches us in Luke chapter 22, And He came out and went as He was to the Mount of Olives. And His disciples also followed Him. And when He was at the place, He said unto them, Pray that ye enter not into temptation. And He was withdrawn from them a stone's cast, and kneeled down and prayed, saying, Father, if Thou be willing, remove this cup from me, and nevertheless not my will but Thine be done. And there appeared an angel unto Him from heaven, Strengthening him. And last night as Dr. Phillips preached about Peter, James, and John tarrying and falling asleep in those hours that Jesus needed them the very most, I often wondered why Peter, James, and John that night as Jesus went to the hinder part of the garden to drink of the bitter cup of death, why in the world would Peter, James, and John tarry and fall asleep? As I read those verses, I thought, man, when I get to heaven, I'm going to give Peter, James, and John a piece of my mind. But it was then as though the Holy Spirit compelled in my heart and confirmed in my spirit that Peter, James, and John would have even drank the bitter cup of death for Jesus if they could. But the bitter cup of death belonged to Jesus and to Jesus only. And when he went into that holy place to pray where no other man could trod, the Bible says, and there appeared unto him an angel from heaven strengthening him. The angel sensed, his sorrow in the garden. But not only did they sense His sorrow in the garden, they surveyed His suffering at Golgotha. The angels were present the day that Jesus died. The angels heard the mob cry, Crucify Him! The angels heard them cry in mockery, Hell Jesus! King of the Jews, the angel saw the Roman centurion pierce his side and place the spikes into his hands and to his feet. The angel saw the curious crowd laugh, mock, and spit upon his face. Angels were present, but they did not understand. Now, if the angels were on assignment to protect His holiness, can you not imagine that the angels that day were getting a little restless at Calvary? Maybe one of those angels looked into the eyes of God the Father and said, Father, let us release Him. Father, do you see what they're doing to your darling Son, Jesus? Let us release Him. That day the father would have said, Today my son cannot be released. Another angel said, Well, if we cannot release him, Father, let us revenge him. Father, here's 10,000 angels, and here's 10,000, and Father, here's 10,000 angels. That's 30,000 angels. We can go and clean up this mess in about 15 seconds. Just let us go and revenge the presence. Son of He said, today, my son cannot be revealed. Another angel might have said, well, Father, if we cannot release him, if we cannot revenge him, then let us return him to the throne of God. Just let us go, Father, and take His precious body down and carry Him here safely into Your presence. And once again, we as angels can arise early every morning and begin to sing, Holy, Holy, Holy Lord God Almighty. He said, Today my son cannot be returned. The angels surveyed his suffering at Golgotha. They were present, but they did not understand. But the angels were also there when they heard him cry, to tell us die. To tell us die. And the Greek translation of that word is, it is finished. And aren't you glad Jesus said, It is finished, not I am finished. But on the cross He cried, Tetelestai, it is finished. The Greek Olympic runners, as they would compete in the athletic events, they would run the race, break the wire, raise their hands and cry, Tetelestai, it is finished. The race is run and the race is won. And I am glad Jesus said it. On the cross, it is finished. The race is now run and the race has been won. That's the reason we can stand in Chattanooga, Tennessee tonight and say, and thanks be unto God who has given us the victory through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. It is finished. If any of us make it to heaven tonight, and by God's grace we shall, it is by the blood plus nothing and minus nothing that will take us. Jesus said, it is finished, and He died. You know, there are some liberal theologians tonight who teach us that Jesus did not die. He only fell into a deep sleep. They really believe that. That Jesus did not die. That He only fell into a deep sleep. Now I was born at night, but I wasn't born last night. Amen. The Bible teaches me that day on Calvary's cross as the earth darkened. And the Bible tells me that day when Jesus died, the sun refused to shine. And Jesus died. Well oh, the angel surveyed his suffering at Golgotha. That they did not understand. They sensed His sorrow in the garden. They surveyed His suffering at Golgotha. But there was a third thing they saw. They saw His stopover at the grave. And that's all it was. A three-day delay. For three days, the rock of ages was placed in an aging rock. Well, I thought that's pretty good for a country preacher. You can just sit there if you want to, amen. For three days the rock of ages was placed in an aging. And the angels were present that first Easter morning. Listen to the word of God in Matthew 28 in verse 2. And behold, there was a great earthquake, for the angel of the Lord descended from heaven, and he came and he rolled back the stone from the door, and he said. Can I give you my interpretation of that verse? Do you believe that happened? Hey, how would you have liked to have been that angel that first Easter Sunday morning and God the Father looks over and says, it's our first Easter together. Go get my boy. And that angel ascends from the balconies of heaven and the Bible said that he rolled the stone from the door and after he did, he didn't but... The Bible said after he rolled the stone from the door, he sat on it. One of his buddies might have came by and said, hey, let's go deliver one in danger. He said, no way. Another angel might have come by and said, let's go defend one in death. He said, no way. He said, what's going on here? He said, hey, hey, it's Easter. That's what's going on. Heaven and hell just had a head-on collision and the smoke's about to clear. It's resurrection day. Jesus is alive. He's alive forevermore. He said, best seat in the house. Best seat in the house I ain't missing this. I'm glad tonight this is not fiction. This is not a fairy tale. This is not a fantasy word. This is an awesome fact that one day Jesus conquered death, hell, and the grave. And the same power that raised Jesus will someday raise me. And on that day, I will be just like Jesus feels pretty good up here I don't know how it is out there but I'm glad I'm not serving a mummy I'm serving the reigning Christ Amen. I don't know if angels had spells but I believe that if they did that angel would have flat jack had a spell that first Easter morning Oh they sensed his sorrow they surveyed his suffering at Golgotha. They saw his stopover at the grave. But there's a fine thing. I believe they saluted him as gravity lost its hold. And when he had spoken these things in Acts chapter 1, while they beheld, Y'all going to get this with a slow freight tomorrow and you'll shout at work. Amen? Listen, and when he had spoken these things, while they beheld, he was taken up, and a cloud received him out of their sight. And while they looked steadfastly toward heaven, as he went up, behold, two men, angels, there they are again. Yeah. Two men stood with them in white apparel, which also said, Ye men of Galilee, why stand ye gazing into heaven? This same Jesus, yeah. which is taken up from you into heaven, shall so come in like manner, as ye have seen Him go in day. Listen, it had been 33 years since the angels had sung, Holy, Holy, Holy. Lord God Almighty, for 33 years that seed at the right hand of the Father had been empty. How do you think the angels responded when that angel from that tomb in Palestine said, He's coming home, boys! He's on His way to the house! I believe the angels got together and said, we got to have a celebration. We've got to have a celebration. Oh, for 33 years, the Son of God had taken upon Himself the form of a servant and walked among men as a man. But now, today, the Son of God is coming on where He rightfully belongs. I can't prove this, but you can't prove it didn't happen. I believe those angels might have lined the celestial streets of the city of God. Rank and file. And Jesus finally makes His entrance to the city of God. I believe that angel said, that Baptist angel, might have said, We're not supposed to do this. Matter of fact, in seminary, they told us not to do it. But I can't help myself. Amen. And that Methodist angel said, well, it's strictly against our tradition, but I'm going to help you there, dear brother. can't help myself. I've never seen the glory of God manifested like it is here today. I've been waiting to see Jesus for 33 years, and I'm a Methodist angel, but I can't help myself. Praise His name. I believe that charismatic angel got him a tambourine, had a spell, but he shouting, Hallelujah, Hallelujah, welcome home, Jesus. Jesus made His entrance to the city. I believe one of those angels might have stood out, said, Welcome home, Jesus. Mission accomplished. I believe another angel would have stepped out and said, Welcome home, Jesus. Job well done. Another angel might have stepped out and said, Jesus, you look tired, you look weak, and you look weary, but welcome home. And Jesus said, Listen, I've been fighting the devil and the demons of hell for 33 years. I am tired. another angel stepped out and said jesus don't take me wrong but it really looks like you've been to hell and back jesus said i have and here's the keys them in the trophy case of grace, saved, sealed by the redeemed and the ransom of the fall. I have the key. Yeah, I got them. No problem, boys. Yeah, I've been to hell and back, but yes, I've got the key. the devil's the only guy in town that's in business that don't have the keys to his own shop (laughs) (laughs) oh yes he I believe one of those angels begins holy 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 Lord God early in the morning down to thee holy, holy, holy merciful person blessed Trinity but you do understand there is coming a day when the angels will have to step aside because we've got a song to sing hey folks they can't sing it They've never been saved. They've never been redeemed. They cannot, they will not be able to sing the song of the redeemed and the ransomed of the Father. And they're just going to have to step aside when the bride of Christ is brought home. And you know what? They can't crown Jesus till I get there. And we've got a song we're going to sing. I believe it goes like this. Amazing grace. Help, Help me. How sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. Side angels. Now i am found, was blind, but now I see. Paul and Silas, come on up here and help us sing a verse. Come on, brothers, y'all know it well. Twas great that taught. My heart to feel and grace my feet. Re. I first be. These things, the angels desire to look into. And I'm glad he let us have a glimpse tonight. The Just Good Preaching podcast is an unseen hand media production. This podcast is on all the most popular podcasting apps, so be sure to subscribe. And while you're at it, be sure to stop over on iTunes or Apple Podcasts and leave a rating and review so that others can find these messages. For more information about the Just Good Preaching podcast and many other podcasts, go to ronniebrown.net forward slash unseen. That is ronniebrown.net forward slash unseen. Thank you so much for listening.